throw the switch and let us begin the battle for the planet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ride Act Radio. I'm your host, Jim Camp. As you probably know by now, the Ride Act provides a recap of some of the week's political stories. I have my Washington, D.C. correspondent and very talented artist and movie producer director, Mike McMullen, on the line. Mike, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay, Jim. How are you doing today? We're doing well. Uh, we actually got some snow down here in San Antonio, believe it or not. It hadn't snowed like this since 1986. So Wow, yeah, I heard that. So are yeah. you prepared? No. <laughs> We're There's not. Cowboys, the whole cowboys switching out their hats for snow caps now? Uh, I don't know about that, but they don't okay. have any snow plows or any of that kind of stuff. They're out there with dump trucks throwing sand down as best they can. But this city is totally unprepared for weather like this. It's not like when I lived up there in Virginia in your area and it wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah. They make the, the guys that shovel the walks out here, they make overtime. They're ready to go. As soon as there's one flake on the street, they're firing up their engines. Yeah, uh, they don't do that here. <laughs> we had five, <laughs> We had five inches of snow, and I'm out shoveling the sidewalk in front of my house with a basically a garden shovel which is about maybe 10 inches wide so it took me quite a while to to clear a path at least for anybody to walk up to the house and slip on the ice and then sue me i guess that's good exercise yeah exactly you know mike one of our biggest disputes here in 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 america is over the idea of socialism uh, the Republicans, or the right, would have you believe that no f- form of socialism exists in the United States. And you know this as well as I do, that's further from the truth. Some socialist programs have come from Republican presidents, which a lot of people don't realize. And uh, during the past presidential campaign, the fake news network, which is Fox, and the Republicans, they just wouldn't let go of the word. They were throwing the S word around like it was Grover and Elmo at Sesame Street. Especially Fox, they were wailing that if Bernie Sanders became president, and I know he's your guy, uh, was elected, the nation would instantly form into Venezuela. During yeah. The, yeah, during the Republican National Convention, or we should call that a telethon because that's what it was. They blasted the Democrats as socialist. And what yeah, no, I th- no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No fear of a white supremacist fascist state, but oh God, don't let there be socialism. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how socialism was turned into the boogeyman of politics is quite simple, of course, because the Republicans level that mm-hmm. socialist label at in efforts to scare voters and what I call the low information voters, the voters who vote against their own self-interest into opposing any democratic ticket. Now there's the heritage foundation 
and you know that uh, the Heritage Foundation, that name kind of heritage gives off the impression of values and tradition and and culture. So it can't be that bad, right? Right. Yeah. Well, the Heritage Foundation is a right-wing think tank funded by millionaire former politicians. Newt Gingrich is one of them. Um, and in this case, think tank is an oxymoron because Republicans aren't capable of deep thought. Uh, they would have you believe that it would be the end of capitalism and therefore the end of the country. And I have this to prove that. I define socialism when you bring down your own country your own race, because he's not black. No, the Democrats just want socialism. That's not American. Okay. So they, what, want, they, want, they want free everything. That's you, not American. I support Trump because he's not a socialist. I will not live under a socialist government. I, I'm not going to live under socialist rule. We're going to be a socialist country one day, and that's not a country I want my grandchildren in. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't understand that. I mean... I know depending on how you define socialism, and of course there are several versions, the the right-wing version would be anything about President Obama that they didn't like, and then you can plug in President Biden now in that, in that category, which was basically everything. And in case you didn't know it or refuse to believe it, socialism is anything that the federal government pays for. That's your tax money. Anything that the federal government subsidizes with your tax money or anything with Fed, where the feds, they manage the program with your tax dollars. That's supposed to benefit you and me and the rest of the country. Now, if that is your definition of, de- uh, of socialism, then as others probably will point out, there are a bunch of socialist programs out there. And I think it's important to note that although many of these programs are condemned by conservatives, you know, can anyone say Obamacare? Most of the programs that have broad support, the Republicans just can't say so in public because they fear their constituents, those low-information voters that I talked about, the ones who vote against their own self-interest. Many of of those who use the programs, they would be upset. And throwing out the examples, Mike, uh, infrastructure, Medicare, Social Security. Can you give me five examples of socialism, Mike, in our country? Uh, well, I would say, um, uh, not to be a smart ass, but things like Meth Clinic and, uh, and <laughs> Planned Parenthood. Um, uh, what else? Uh, well, you know, I mean, if you really want to take it back to its origin, the first really reference to socialism that I could find was Plato. And it talks about a utopic society where uh, there is no money and people live and work communally. Um, for, and in America, the Industrial Revolution, I mean, you could take the assembly line and say that that's a perfect example of mechanical socialism, where one person does one part, another person does another. And at the end of the assembly line, there's a beautiful Ford car, but no one person makes the car. Every person on that assembly line does a little part to make this beautiful car that you can drive. Um, and that's, that's like a, a working place example of how socialism works in the working place. And we all know that even though the industrial age had its cost to the environment and to and on the body of man, it wasn't advancement. We, we did advance as a species because of the industrial age. Um, and the industrial age is built around socialism. You know, I mean, the, the, the mechanics of an assembly line is a perfect example of socialism at work. 
Uh, well, that, and, and that's a good example, actually. But unfortunately, at the end of the assembly line, when the car is sold, the people who put it together don't reap all the profits from it. So, but you know, I, I don't I, want to say, listen, go ahead. I listen to those quotes and these different definitions. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to have any sort of intellectual debate today with anyone who's already married into a, into a narrative because we're living in a time where there's so many different choices of narratives of reality you know, that you can pick whatever absurd narrative that you want to believe in, and there's a support for it. So it's kind of hard to argue. I mean, unless you go back to the origin of some concept, people can come up with all sorts of harebrained ideas about what socialism is, and they're just married to it. There's no way that you can convince them otherwise. So it, all, it almost comes to a point where, at, at what point do we stop having discussions with idiots, and we just move towards the... to towards the educated and the willing to be educated community. Not to say that all these programs are above criticism, I mean, or that they can't be improved. Even conservatives, with the exception of the harebrained far right, are in favor of continued support for many of these programs. But they want to do it at reduced spending levels, of course. That's what Republicans do. Mike, have you noticed that Republicans are always worried about spending levels when it comes to the people of our nation, but they'll line up with shovels of cash for the corporations, the millionaires, billionaires, the military-industrial complex. They don't mind that socialism. Well, it's mind-boggling. I can't, I can't really put any sense to it because the probably the most dangerous form of government is capitalism ungoverned by democracy. If democracy does not control capitalism, well, then it's just gang war. It's the toughest guy, the most vicious guy wins. And what is this? I don't know what this love affair about capitalism is because it's, you know, it's, it's nice that we can open a business and we can make money. Uh, and yet there are things like minimum wage, but there's no talk about maximum wage. There's talk about uh, workers' rights, and there's talk about responsibility for owners to take care of their workers. That is socialism. I mean, that these things that take, that take care of each other, those are socialistic values and why people are deeming it. First of all, let me back up a second. I wish that we weren't running political campaigns based on fear, and that has been the last 20 probably 20, 25 years of our political horizon. Absolutely. Instead of, instead of selling hope, which is, I, 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 can't, I just got sick to my stomach people talking about what a dreamer Bernie Sanders was. I was like, well, what would you rather have, a dreamer or someone selling nightmares? You, we have two choices here. And our country went with the nightmare sellers. Even, even Hillary Clinton started selling nightmares, which really disgusted me uh, with her campaign. I, unfortunately, she decided to jump on the, the, the nightmare thing. And I think that the politicians have learned something from this last guy, and I don't want to say his name. Um, you mean the former learned, president? Yeah, they've learned something from him. And unfortunately, instead of trying to reinvent and go the opposite direction, they're jumping on his bandwagon. And so we're going to see more of this kind of vicious uh, nightmare selling I and, and, and campaigning through fear, which is just nonsense. I think you're right in that respect. Uh, I think Joe Biden kind of toned it down a little bit. But you're right. That, but most of that is coming from the right, the GQP. You're right. It's uh, politics of fear. But given that definition, you know, that I just provided, a, do you think that the military is socialistic? Well, I mean, if you're in it, yeah. 
Exactly. And I was in it, yeah. and I know. I can give yeah. you some I mean, examples, I, too. I mean, I, I want to say that I think it's overfunded, and it's actually, we're made to believe that we need to have this huge military complex because there's all these powers that want to come take us over, and our fear has almost manifested into reality now to where, well, well, we actually need that because we do have enemies that want to come and stomp us into the ground. Yeah, I can agree with that. And we have, uh, but we have, I think, 12 aircraft carrier groups. Do we really need that many? Do we need another aircraft carrier at the cost of billions of dollars? We don't even have the sailors to operate the damn things, but we continue to build them. I suppose that any reasonable definition of socialism would include Social Security, thank you, FDR, and Medicare, thank you, LBJ, and let's not forget food stamps. Thank you, President Nixon. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Those are all Republicans. Yeah, that's a Republican. That's right. Richard Nixon gave the country or he signed the bill for the country to for the food stamp program. And there's also the earned income tax credit and child tax credit. They're brought to you by President Ford. And they were expanded by the GQP's own saint, St. Reagan. He expanded it. So uh, and on, on, that same, on that same note, the Democrats deem the Republicans as racist, but who was Lincoln? And who, who passed them these bills that actually opened the door for people that weren't white to uh, live the American dream? It was Republicans. I miss the old school Republicans. I really do. I miss them, and I think we need them like the right and left side of the brain. Imagine if you were only operating on the right side of your brain, and it was just pleasure and creativity. Well, you'd never actually do anything healthy, so you'd die by the time you were 30. So uh, there's a famous quote that says, any man who's under 30 who isn't a liberal doesn't have a heart, and any man over 40 who is not conservative doesn't have a brain. <laughs> and that when, they meant, when they talk about conservatism, they're not talking about being hateful and trying to hold people back. Conservatism in its core means just to address change with caution. That's all. It doesn't mean stop people from enjoying life. It doesn't mean hate on people that don't look like you. It simply means address change with caution. And that's a sensible thing. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a good opinion, and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm having a hard hard time understanding it if Republicans are constantly bashing socialism, but we have Nixon, Reagan, uh, Ford handing out socialist programs. How come it's the boogeyman? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, again, it's fear. Anything that they can meet, that they can create a fear on, and this is both sides. I'm, I don't want to just pick on the Republicans. This is both sides. I do. Anything that's all can, I want to do. Can, I want to do nothing but pick on Republicans. Well, that's okay. I'm 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 here to counter you to a to a respectful degree. Um, but I will say this: <laughs> I'm a, I'm a so I'm a socialist when it comes to drinking. Okay, I'm not a social drinker. I'm a socialist drinker because. I like it when somebody else is paying, you know. Um. <laughs> well, here's the kicker. Most would not include the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare because it still depends on private insurance companies to keep it going. Uh, I think the thing that they, and in fact, the former president, we will not say his name here, he has taken the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act to get rid of the uh, pre-existing conditions part. Um, so certainly there are more precise definitions, which includes military spending and 
you know, spending for roads and spending for police and spending for, you know, for fire protection. That's all socialism. Uh, right. People don't want to believe it, but it is. Today, socialism. Schools, public schools. Yes, public schools. Today, socialism, the term is without any useful meaning, except it's a, like you said, it's a battering ram to criticize Democrats, who, by right. the way, right. are further away from socialism than either of the Bush presidencies or even St. Reagan or that lowly, well, he's not lowly anymore. He's got somebody to join him, Richard Nixon. You know, calling a program socialism serves no rational purpose but to, you referred to, stir up emotions. We need to do away with these uh, empty labels so we can have more fact-based and rational arguments about it. Imagine if we didn't have programs that allowed really intelligent but impoverished uh, young people a chance at an education. Imagine if only people could get college and high-level jobs where other rich kids how far we would be set back in time. I mean, it it, it serves us to a degree. Uh, Again, socialism, like capitalism, it needs to be governed by a heart. It needs to have democracy governing it over the consciousness so that it stays in line with what we need as a people. And that's not an easy balance to make because every issue, every side wants to take the other side over. It's just a natural phenomenon of power Two people in a room, one of them wants to make the decision. Eventually, one of them laments and decides, I'll just go along with whoever's the stronger voice here. Uh, but you have to, uh, there has to be a conscious heart involved in these decisions. Oh, absolutely. What's best for all of us. You know, you if, know? if a policy can solve a real problem and, uh, and if they can do it efficiently, then it deserves to be looked at without these throwaway labels because it just jams up real dialogue and the ability to, to reach consensus on the policies. Uh, don't get me wrong, Republicans love socialism, but it's the corporate kind of socialism, the large tax right. cuts for the 1% kind of socialism. That's what they love. Right. And, yeah. and when I, somebody gives a tax break to the millionaires, you can't tell me that's not socialism. You're giving them our taxpayer money. You're giving them our money. Right. Or not uh, taking it away from them. <laughs> Bernie Sanders made a perfect example of that. Is like, why is it that so many people that work at Walmart have to have food stamps because they're not getting paid enough by the corporation to, to, to live a life in America. They need to have some support from the government, which is, you know, which is corporate, uh, wealth, corporate socialism, helping out. Well, corporate uh, welfare is what it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I got, a, I got a, a, a joke, a socialist joke here for you. All right. Um, you can't tell everyone socialist jokes because not everyone will get it. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, uh, Hey, what does, what 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 does it take to turn a, a Trump supporter into a socialist? I don't know what. A thousand dollar stimulus check. <laughs> I was going to get to that, but you're right. I was, you know, the people who complain about socialism, you don't see them saying, "No, I don't want that fourteen hundred dollars." Yeah, I'd like to know how many of them turned that check down or took that check down and gave it to the poor bastard that's working in the grocery store through all of this pandemic. Let me say this while we're on the air. If you haven't thanked your grocery worker, for God's sake, do it. Especially if you're a fat-ass government employee who's been sitting at home for the last year, complaining about not going to work and cashing your full check and going to the grocery store and maybe grumpily putting your stuff on the conveyor belt. Remember, those people are working for minimum or a few dollars more, and they've been working this whole time. 
So thank your grocery workers. Do it today. That's my rant. That uh, public service announcement was brought to you by Mike McMullen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As a matter of fact, uh, our local chain here, HEB is what it's called, they're not opening till like noon so the employees don't have to try and kill themselves to get to work. Uh, my daughter, she hasn't been able to get to her job uh, because of ice all over the road, and we have no way of clearing the ice because we're – we're we're not as socialist as they are up in Virginia <laughs> or Maryland. I want to put out some examples that maybe people don't know, and you might have brought some up uh, of of socialist programs. You know, America has free education for any kid from kindergarten to twelve, and that's paid for with taxes. So that's a socialist program, transportation, infrastructure. We have uh, the U.S. has a single-payer health care system. Did they know that? It, it, it's, it's for the seniors. It's called Medicare, which is very cheap, and it's affordable. And in most states for the elderly to have, uh, it, it's free. Do you got any ideas? I mean, you've, you've listed the main ones. There's, I'm sure there's all sorts of small fractional ones that we benefit from. Again, you know, it's all all forms of government are potentially dangerous if they're not governed properly and if they're not overseen by the people. America always makes an American version of everything. I mean, look at pizza. Look at look at tacos. Look at all these things that we take from other countries. We make American versions out of them, and so we're going to make an American version of socialism, a socialism that works for us. Let's Careful. move on a little bit. Uh, we got public jails, public parking, social welfare, the Veterans Administration, very nice social program, socialistic program. You didn't say libraries, right? Yes, libraries, fire departments, post office. Hey, mm-hmm. that's a socialist program. It's yep. subsidized. And here's the thing. We had this big, giant trade war. Donald Trump instigated it. He went after China. He went after Germany, France, everybody. Trade war. But all that trade war did was put our farmers in, in jeopardy. The farmers ended up having to get subsidies to keep them from going under. That's socialism, mm-hmm. folks. Farm mm-hmm. subsidies are socialism to keep the farms open and running. So as you can see, there's many government pensions. We should know about that, right, Mike? Veterans yep. Health Care Administration, there's health insurance for children. Let's wrap this up. America, I'd like to know what you think. We're going to take a short break here. I'd love to get some listener feedback and participation. You can send me an email at rightactradio at yahoo.com or go to my Twitter page, Twitter Riot Act Radio, Facebook Riot Act Radio. You can leave your comments there. And please call the studio and leave a voicemail. Uh, comment. You can call 210-281-4366, 210-281-4366, and leave a comment. Put your first name and where are you calling from, and I will put those comments on the next show. I guarantee it, or I will give you a free Riot Act Radio coffee mug. And we did get free. a Free. We did get a uh, a call, Mike, but all the person did was leave their name, Jason, and his phone number. So I don't know if he expected me. He said he's calling about our show of marijuana last week, but he just ah. left his phone number. And I don't know if he Maybe. wanted me to call back and have a discussion with him. I'm not sure. But just leave a comment, and uh, I'll put it on the show. And you don't have to leave your real name. If you're worried about the context, you're worried about getting harassed, 
We're not going to harass you. We're not going to send you anything unnecessary. And you can put a fake name. All we want is to keep a discussion open and going because that's how we save this country. That's how we preserve anything is by continuing to discuss things and that's keeping right. an open mind when we do it. If you want to put a fake name down there, put down Fina Mae McClutchy Butt. We don't care. Clutchy Butt. Yeah. Yeah, I like that family. Uh, you know, you can, <laughs> yeah, they live right down the street. You can Those listen to our people. podcast just about anywhere podcasts can be heard. And you, you can <laughs> Did follow, you say pod ass? Pod ass? No, I said yeah. podcast. Podcast. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are you wearing your hearing aids? <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Spotify. And there's a – if you go to Spotify, <laughs> there's a <laughs> – well, hey man! <laughs> All right, we're we're supposed to go into the funny part in the next break. You know, after the okay. first break. Anyway, follow us on Spotify. Uh, they have a switch; it's a notification switch at their at their site, and then you can click notify. And then when we post our next podcast, you'll automatically get an email saying, "Hey." Riot Act Radio just posted another podcast. And, of course, you can follow us on Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, anywhere. Like I said, check us out, please. Uh, we're going to take a really short break here. We'll be right back after this. When Donald Trump unleashed a violent mob to seize the U.S. Capitol and hold power, Republican senators did what they always do, hid. As Trump's bloodthirsty army screamed, hang Mike Pence, these senators were muted in fear, just like always. As Trump's shock troops beat a police officer to death on the steps of the Capitol, they knew who ordered the assault, and they stayed silent, just like always. They knew the moment the neo-Nazis, alt-right militia groups, white supremacists, and Trump fanatics stormed the Capitol, they were under attack from their own voters. They know Trump is guilty, which is why they'll protect Trump on impeachment, serve him, obey him, bow down to him, just like always. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you haven't ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First off, it's free. No charge. There's creation tools on the site that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what you need to do is download the free Anchor app. Go to the anchor.fm to get started. It's simple. It's fun. It's free. I did it. Give it a try. Okay, Mike, we have a new segment here on our show. Uh, we have a segment that's called, What About This? So I'd like to ask you, Mike, do you drink almond milk? Uh, only when I have to. Only when there's not regular cow milk. <laughs> well, I recently added almond milk to my diet. I'm doing this low-carb diet, so I drink the unsweetened vanilla-flavored version, and it doesn't taste too bad. But I have a very simple question. How do you get the milk out of those tiny little nuts? I mean, do, the, do these... Do, the, do, the, 
<laughs> yeah, it sounds like a completely different type of podcast. I don't know. Uh, do they you have, have do they have ti- tiny little teats on them? <laughs> I'm just curious. I know. I, you know, there is no milk in almonds. It's just that they, they're abusing the word. There's no milk in oats. There's no milk in almonds. They just <laughs> they soak the shit in water, and you know it turns kind of whitey, and they call it milk. It's not milk. It's it's you know. It, anyway, uh, yeah. I digress. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Quickly, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say, I think you better ask your wife that. How do you get the milk out of these little nuts? Yeah, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> 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 very gently. Yeah, very gently. <laughs> but for re- yeah. <laughs> research purposes for the show, I watch network news. You know, I watch a little bit of CBS, NBC, ABC, even CNN, if you can stand Wolf. But but what I'd like to know is is... Is every news story breaking news? Are there it no is. are there no longer just a normal story? It there see- is no, no, it, it's so urgent that that Wolf can't even take time to shave. You know, <laughs> he can't even step away from the desk long enough to shave. And how on earth he keeps a stubble like at that stage? That, that takes some that takes some crafting. You know, it takes some real crafting. Anyway, yeah, everything's breaking news. It's I know. I don't. I literally every seems like every story is breaking news, and it just drives oh. me ape. I was going to add it, shit to it, but I won't. It drives me crazy. Breaking news, you know. You know? It would seem like it's fertile ground for some sort of common sense news to come out, um, and I think that somebody who has control of a network somewhere must be seeing this on the horizon that after all this over opinionated news that we've been, that we've been tolerating and actually encouraging, uh, because you know, the the networks aren't going to do anything that they don't think we're going to feed on and and feast on. So somehow, uh, you know, the the idea of, of anchormen being entertainers and having opinions about things, you know, I mean, you turn on the news today and you hear anchormen saying over and over again, I think, I think, I think. And it's like, what the hell? Who cares what you think? Just report <laughs> what happened. And I yeah. think that, that the, the attraction of a, a uh, you know, Walter Cronkite type of newscast has oh. got to be hitting someone's death going, let's, let's bring old-fashioned news back to the point where we're not Republicans, we're not Democrats, we're just reporters, and we're going to, we're going to repeat what we heard as fact. Today on Capitol Hill, this man said this. Instead of, I think, and I think, and hey, let's get three anchormen together and let's talk about what we think. It's like, like anybody out there listening to me right now, who the hell cares what I think, you know? Well, I care what you think, but I'm really longing for a Walter Cronkite type news story uh, or newscast, but they don't have them. Uh, Mike, what about this? And I think Walter Cronkite was a conservative. I really believe Walter Cronkite was in in his and his core feelings was conservative, but based on the old and true definition of conservatism, not this new version of conservatism. And, and, and incidentally, the, the term liberal has been prostituted into some weird perversion as well. You know, these, these terms have become these, these weird, monstrous definitions, which have nothing to do with their origin. Okay. <laughs> well, what about this, Mike? I want to know what the fascination is with America's royal couple, Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan. National news, last night, the night before, national news that Meghan is pregnant again. I mean, 
I don't understand it. What's the big deal? So these people know how to copulate. That's the only thing I can figure out. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, well, well, they didn't have a breaking news, but there's women right now giving birth down the street at the, the, at the hospital. So what is the fascination of her getting knocked up and having a baby as opposed to the lady next door having her baby? I don't understand it. Well, you know, now a Royal birth, I can kind of get behind that because that's going to be, that's going to be another human being that will eventually become a very influential person on this planet. But why, why do we need to know about, you know, princess Diane is at the beach with, uh, with somebody or Charles has taken a walk in the Rose garden with his lover. Like what, <laughs> why is that news to us? What do we care? We know these guys have multiple lovers. What, what's no, the big news here, about that here know? in America though? I can understand them getting all, you know, up and, you know, like, wow, this is great. You know, another Royal mouth to feed, you know, but uh, I just don't understand here in America what the fascination is of this Royal couple. It just drives well, me crazy. Yeah. It, me too. Me too. I I don't understand. You know, I, it was so it was so tragically ironic that we lost both. And, and no disrespect to Princess Diana, I think she was a lovely lady. She lived a life of pleasure. She probably never really sweated in a day in her life. Although she did have a horrific marriage, and it probably was being a royal is probably a lot harder than we can even imagine with all Absolutely. the circumstances that you have to go through. But uh, her dying on the same day, same day as Mother Teresa, and how the media, especially here, was just saturated with Princess Diana and people crying and throwing down roses when Mother Teresa died on the same day, and there was hardly a mention of it. And you look at who really gave their life to people. Who's, who's, you know, um, who's Mother Teresa? Yeah, funny. <laughs> Very funny. You, I know you went to Texas public school, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, look her up. She just fake. Yeah, I'm a product she, of she Texas was, public school, so you have to forgive me, a, folks. <laughs> she was a, she was the closest thing to a living saint that we've had in our lifetime. That's true. All right, we're going to move on. That's enough of fun and <laughs> laughter and so forth. I wanted to finish up because we're running a little over today. And we're going to finish with this, and I don't. I know you don't want to hear it, but you're going to have to. The Senate impeachment okay. trial, it ended just the way I said it would. Acquittal. The Republicans choose their jobs over America. Yeah. There, there were 43 people that decided that the overthrow of our government, which in my opinion is the worst violation of our Constitution in the history of this country, even worse than Richard Nixon, uh, the Republican Party uh, decided to, that that's okay. So now this is Trump's party. The Republican tr- Party is Trump's party. They're morally bankrupt. President Clinton lied about a blowjob, and 45 Republicans voted to convict him. Overthrow the government? Nah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. There were only seven Republicans actually put the country over their party. They upheld their oath to the office, which in part says, you know, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Those seven people are real Republicans. So I guess Mm -hmm. now it's going to be okay for President Biden come 2022. He can can send thousands of armed, angry people to the Capitol and take out members of Congress. 
If they do, look for Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. They're down the hall to the left just to overthrow another fair and free election. So that's in 2022. So we can look forward to that. Joe Biden, uh, please go ahead and get him going. The only thing I can figure out is I can take some comfort that Trump is no longer the president. And there were over 81, 81 million voters sent him packing. So I'm only hoping that there will be a prosecutor or two who will have the balls to go after him in a court of law because he's no longer able to hide behind his presidency. Trump now faces multiple criminal investigations, and I certainly hope they come. Now, those seven Republicans, remember, seven is better than six, and seven is biblically a lucky number. So seven could start a landslide. I mean, thank God for Cheney and just being a true Republican. I mean, she's one of my favorite. I wasn't a big fan of her father, oh, but I'm a fan of hers now. The and, dark prince and, of, or the prince of darkness. But I'm a fan of I'm a fan of hers now because she stood up against the wave, and it's the, it's the, it's just the beginning. I I think these people are afraid of the maniac supporters. They don't want to go home to their state and get shot in the dark. And I think that they didn't vote uh, to to convict him, not because they're afraid of Trump, and not because they love Trump. I think they did it because they're afraid of his supporters. Absolutely. That's absolutely why they did it. They're afraid of the 25% who actually would follow Trump into the hell's, you know, the fire of hell. Uh, But that's who they're afraid of. Because they're, and I said so, all they wanted to do was save their jobs. Yeah. All right, we're going to close. Thank you very much for listening, Mike, or being with us, Mike. Uh, Oh, I'm we'll We'll take this up again next week, of course. We're going to close with a young lady named Kristen Key. She's a comedian out of Austin, Texas. Uh, She has a new release. You've heard about Bumping Nasties, right, Mike? Well, it's been a while, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she has a new song out calling Bumping Fabric. So be sure to check out Kristen's website. (laughs) She's at uh, kristenkey.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay warm. Please wear your mask. And hey, let's be careful out there. Everybody's wearing masks, standing six feet away, but love is airborne, it's magic. And we all learn that holding hands spreads germs. That's why people everywhere are bumping fabric. Yeah, they're bumping fabric, they're smashing masks. I'm getting hot under the cotton. Teenagers, parents, even geriatrics going, hmm. Bumpin' fabric Johnny like Janine Before quarantine After high school he'd follow her home Cause she was cute in a hat And really good with a bat He asked her out but she said no Well in the time of corona He was tired of being loner He decided he would try again On the classroom Zoom He looked into her room and saw Janine wasn't alone She was with Joan and they were bumping fabric, they were smashing masks I'm getting hot under the cotton Janine was studying Jones Anatomy Going bumping fabric My neighbor Lillian is 85 Been a little lonely since her husband died She gets a little friendly with delivery guys But she's old and that's harmless, right? Well, I looked into her window the other day, and to my surprise, 
There's the Amazon guy and he wasn't wearing nothing but his N95. And they were bumping fabric, they were smashing masks, getting hot under the cotton. She ordered a package, he delivered it prime. They were bumping fabric, they were bumping fabric, they were smashing masks, getting hot under the cotton. Teenagers, parents, even geriatrics going mm-hmm, bumping fabric.